Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. We're talking about the parables of Jesus, the stories that he told. One that I want to share with you today, I want to jump right into, is the story of the sower. In this parable, Jesus stops in the middle of it and it's like he shouts. As a matter of fact, in Luke 8 and 8, it says this, it says these very words, it says, Jesus called out. When he called out, it didn't mean he went, hey, y'all. No, no, no. He called out. He got loud. And would you read with me what Jesus called out? And would you say it as you're calling out? As you're, matter of fact, you're, you just say it like you're in the back of the auditorium and you're trying to get me to hear you, all right? Let's say it. You ready? Come on. He who has an ear, let him hear. Let's do it again. You ready? Come on. Let's do it. He who has an ear, let him hear. This time, let's say she who has an ear. You ready? Come on. Here we go. You ready? One, two, three. She who has an ear, let her hear. That's right. So he's speaking to all of us. It's one thing, you know, to have ears, but it's another thing to hear. Amen. When we hear, hearing brings movement. Hearing brings change. When I hear you, I respond to you and I change. Like when Rhonda is trying to talk to me when football's on. And she says, Jeff, I need you to do so-and-so. I say, okay. I never heard a word she said. Because I keep sitting there watching football. But when she comes back and says, Jeff, did you hear me? Uh, yeah. She said, well, why didn't you do it? I was like, what? Anyway, I've been there. There's a difference between hearing and hearing. And Jesus says in this parable, he, speaking of everyone who has an ear, let them hear. Today we're going to talk about this sower. If I were, re, if I were actually to tell you the name, of, I, if I were naming this parable, I would name it the soil. Because see, in this story, the, the farmer is God, actually the one that's spreading the seed. Then the seed is the word of God and the soil is the heart in which it lands on. It's, a, it's, where the, it's what happens, it's where the seed lands that's so important. And so today, as we dive into this, again, I want to talk to you how to hear God speak to you. Because that's what the soil is all about. It's having that heart that, that is able to hear. He who has an ear, let him hear, let him hear. And so the, I want to give you three things today that I know will help you hear God. Because many people tell me all the time, you know, Jeff, I never hear God. Well, if you ever read the Bible, you'll hear God. Because that's his word. It, it, God had his word written down. So you never have to question. If you want to hear God, just open up God's word. Amen? Amen. And you read it. You say, well, I don't hear anything. Well, listen. As you're reading, those are his words. That's what he's saying to you and to me. So I want to give you three things today as to how to hear 
uh, God speak to you. The first thing I want to tell you is this. If we're going to hear God speak to us, we have to cultivate an open mind. We have to cultivate an open mind. And again, Jesus, I'm going to give you this parable and he's going to explain it, all right? So the word is going to do the work today. Amen? Amen. Look what he says. In Luke 8 and 5, it says, Jesus says this. He's telling a story. A farmer went out to sow his seed and as he was scattering the seeds, some fell along the path. It was trampled on and the birds of the air ate it up. Now, let me just show you, talking about a path here. Here's a picture of a path, okay? This path, see, that's what he's talking about, how it's worn down, people walk that same path, so the soil has gotten very hard. That's what Jesus is saying. So the seed that the farmers sowed, they're laid out, and some of it fell on that, all right? Then he explains, look what Jesus says. Again, in verse 12, he explains the meaning of this. He said, those along the path are the ones who hear, and then who, everybody? The devil. The devil. There's a real devil, amen, everybody? He's real. I don't I know a lot of people today don't want to believe in the devil. Well, he's real. Jesus called him out. And the devil comes along and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and what, everybody? Be saved. be saved. It's the word of God that saves you. And so they will not believe and be saved. Jesus is saying that his word has fell upon people who have a hard heart. Just like that path has been trampled over and over and over and the soul's got compacted, it's got hard, the seed can't penetrate it. He says exactly what it's like when we develop a hard heart. There's a couple things that I think that we need to talk about that help, that make us develop a hard heart. One of those things I think that make us develop a hard heart is fear. Fear makes us, you may want to write that down on your notes, it's not on your outline, but you may want to write it down. Fear makes us develop a hard heart. You know, what the, you know what most people are afraid of when it comes to God? Is that they're afraid that God's going to ask them to do something they don't want to do. And by the way, he is going to ask you to do something you don't want to do. That's called change. Amen, everybody? And if you keep doing what you are doing, you're going to keep getting what you've got. And you want better, so you've got to change. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Isn't that something? God's word is, yes, it's going to say what you don't want to do. But that's the point is that you've got to do better. And you can't do better, be better till you know better. So you've got to get in God's word. So fear is one. The next thing I think that, that keeps it, that makes a hard heart, like the, the seed falling right on the, on the path, compacted, is pride. Pride. I got this. I got this. I'm okay, I got this. No, 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 no. You don't have this. You don't have this. We need God's help. Pride says, I don't need you. That's what pride says. And every time that we try to make decisions outside of God's word, we're saying this, I don't need you. He who has an ear, let him hear. Amen? And so pride causes a hard heart because when we say we got this on our own, humility says, I don't want to live without you. 
I want to, God, I want, I, want to, I want to hear everything that you're saying. That's what made Jesus, you know, was so effective on, on the earth because you can't read the gospel without hearing he's in tune with the Father. What does the Father say? Not my will, but your will be done. I don't want to go to the cross, but because you want me to go, I'm going to do it. And it was for the benefit of eternity for all of us. Amen, everybody? And so the next thing I think that the other thing I would say to you that really probably causes a hard heart is bitterness, is bitterness. When we begin to get bitterness in our heart and, and, and what's amazing is that most people quit coming to church because they get hurt by another Christian. Oh, I tried going to church, but you know, they call themselves a Christian and they did this to me and they hurt me. Oh, here's the lesson. All right, everybody give me your attention. Right, come on up, come up close to me. This is going to help you the rest of your life. Here it is. You ready? Here it is. Never let another person rob you of your relationship with God. Amen. Never. Amen. Never. There's, there's going to be people in hell today, when they get there, they're going to say, well, that other Christian, well, that other, that other Christian made a, made a decision to cut God off the rest of their life. Are you kidding me? Nobody in my life is worth that. Right. Never let anybody, never let anybody make you make a decision against God. And listen, just, it doesn't matter who they, it doesn't care. I don't care if it was a pastor or a priest or whoever. It doesn't matter whoever said they were a Christian. Listen, they're human beings. They're going to make mistakes. And they, some, of them make, some of us make really dumb mistakes that hurt people. Don't let them cut you off from God. Because you'll get a hard heart. And God's trying to sow the seed. And he can't do it in your life. And so I would say this, James 1 and 21, look what he says. The Bible says this, therefore, get rid of all moral filth and evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word. Where is it at, everybody? Planted. It's planted in you, which can do what? Save you. Did you see that? It's the word of God that saves you. It's the goodness of God that's planted inside of you that saves you. Again, where are you? Is fear taking you, made your heart hard? Has pride making your heart, made your heart hard? Has bitterness made your heart hard? You say, Pastor Jeff, I find myself there. Let's, let's talk about how you soften it. The first thing, the most, the most humbling thing you can do, which reduces pride, is humility. Humility is the opposite of pride. What can you do is you just ask Jesus to save you. You see, Jesus says that just, he doesn't just want to save you so you can go to heaven. He wants to save you on this earth. Meaning that your life will be better on this earth. SEC, we say our purpose is this. We exist to give people an opportunity for a better life through Christ. Why? Because if you have Jesus inside of you, your life will get better on this earth. Amen. Doesn't, get, doesn't mean you don't go through difficult times. It doesn't mean you don't have hard times. No, you have all those hard times. You know, it doesn't make life, it doesn't make life a bed of roses, but it sure does help with the thorns. Amen, everybody? Amen. And so right now, if you do not know Jesus as your Savior, watching online or in this room, I want you to stop right now. Unless it's that important, we stop right now. Let's just bow our heads. And if you do not know him, you, I want you to pray this prayer. You don't have to say it out loud, but right in your mind. Dear Lord Jesus, I really need you to save me. I can't save myself, and I want, to, I want my heart soil to be 
softened. So today, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins, everything I've done wrong against you and everybody else. Help me to do your will. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Can we give God a hand for all those people that prayed that prayer? Every week, every week, every week, I want you, every week somebody does that. Many people do that. So on this card in the house, you can just check the box. It says, I prayed the prayer to become a Christ follower. And we're going to send you some information to help you on your journey online as well. Check the box on your card there as well. The second thing I would tell you that if, if we're going to, if we're going to hear God speak, if you want to hear God speak to you, the second thing is, is schedule a time to listen. Schedule a time to listen. It's amazing to me. We usually don't hear God speak because we're too busy. The older I'm getting, the more I'm realizing how important it is to listen. I don't know if this happens with time. I don't know. Some of you that are a little older than me can tell me. But I can tell you this, that like I know like Rhonda's family, we, when we go down and we get ready to go, her family are the kind of people that walk out to your car with you. And they're saying this to you as we're getting ready to go now. Rhonda and I will be married 35 years uh, this July. I know you can't believe that. 35 years. You know, when we were two, our parents put us together and betrothed us. <laughs> but what I'm going to say is that her family is like, when we get ready to go, we say, we got to go. They say, oh, you don't have to go. Come on, you can stay a little longer. It's already late. We live an hour away. It's Saturday night, and they're saying, oh, don't go. Just spend the night. Just spend the night. I'm like, you know, I, am, I have the opportunity to preach in the morning. I don't ever have to preach. It's always an opportunity. And I'm like, you know, I, I'll be, need to speak in my church in the morning. It's okay. Y'all just spend the night. It's all right. Don't go. Isn't it amazing? The more that you love people, the more that you want to be around them and you want to stay. And the same thing with God. And Jesus goes on, he says this. He said, the other seed fell on the shallow soil with the rock beneath. The seed began to grow, but soon withered and died for lack of moisture. Now again, Jesus goes on and explains this, this seed. He says this. Those on the rock are the ones who receive the word with what, everybody? Come on, everybody give me a amen. amen. That's right. They receive that word. Good word, Pastor. You preach today. All right. Here, look what he says. When they receive the word with joy and they hear it, but they have no what, everybody? Root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, what happens? They fall away. Do you know that you're going to forget 95% of what we talk about by Wednesday? Studies show that, that you'll forget 95% of what you heard today within 72 hours. You want to talk about depressing a pastor. <laughs> I put all this, I mean, I, I've sweated, I've prayed hours over this, I, I've studied, I've done everything I could do to try to communicate this for, put a lot of time into to this morning and believing that, you know, something's going to change in your life. And to know that 95% is going to be gone, but... I'm smarter than the average bear. 
How many of you have your program right now? Just wave at me. You got your program right now. All right, yes, thank you so much. You know what? We increase that when you take notes. When you start taking notes, it increases that. So you don't forget it. You might make it to Friday if you take notes. <laughs> uh, hey, you may make it to next Sunday before if you take notes. So, so I, I just, that's why I have you take notes so you don't forget it as quickly. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. It is, it is having root, good roots in God's word that allows you the ability to get through what you're going through. It's, it's, you got to have roots. You, you know, it's, it, the fruit comes from the roots, everybody. Amen? When you have those roots in God's Word, then the fruit begins to grow in your life. And so I want to challenge you, have God's Word. You see, either you're going to be, you're going to be like this picture right here. When the storms come, you're either going to be like the palm tree or the pine tree. Now, in Georgia here, those of you that are watching uh, across the country and around the world, in Georgia, we have these tall pine trees, right? And when the storms come, the power goes out. <laughs> right? Because those Georgia pine trees, they're going to fall on the power line somewhere, and they're gonna, the power is going to go out. And so, but those palm trees, uh, you, they can have a 150-mile-an-hour wind coming off the ocean, and they don't fall. Why? Because their roots spread out over 30 feet, and they're holding on. They got good roots. And I want to tell you, the storms are going to come your way in life, and difficulties are going to come. Challenges are going to come to your life. And what's going to matter is how deep are your roots in God's Word. And if they're not very deep, you're going to fall. Amen? You're gonna, you're, if your roots aren't deep, you're going to be like the pine tree. You're going to get blown over, and you're going to be calling everybody you know because you're always in crisis. You're always going to be on the struggle bus. Amen, everybody. But when you put those words deep, your roots deep in God's Word, you'll be like the palm tree. Yes, the winds come, and it bends me over. I get down, but I'm getting right back up. Amen. Because God's Word said, I am who I am, and that God be for you, who can be against you and if God's with you it's God's word inside of you that changes you found gives you a foundation to build on it's God's word amen everybody God's word oh you see oh, oh well, see you got to get in God's word so God's word can get in you and I hear so many people say well I read the Bible but I don't get nothing out of it it's not about what you're getting out of it it's about what's getting in you amen it's about what's getting in you because what's getting in you will keep you. You see what happens when God's word gets in you all of a sudden you start living by your values and not your feelings So many people today, it's all, oh, I feel, oh, I feel, I feel. Well, everybody feels, but feelings will, will betray you, amen? Well, I just feel, well, I just feel, well, I just feel. If we live by our feelings, we'll all be messed up, amen? I feel like running you off the road when you don't speed up, amen? I feel like cussing you out. I feel like, I feel like, I, I feel like, right? It's so what I don't live. You can't live by your feelings. If I live by my feelings, I wouldn't be your pastor. I'd be locked up. I'd have a jail ministry. 
And if you live by your feelings, you wouldn't be here this morning. Right? No, no, no. We got to live by values, not our feelings. And our children got to know that, that they've got to have God's word because God's godly values will take you through what you're going through. Feelings will lead you to another feeling, to another feeling, and you'll be depressed. Dear God, this is better than you thought it was going to be, isn't it? So in order, in order where to get God's word in you, you've got to schedule time with God. The most important person that you can meet with is God. Nobody's higher than that. Why don't, why don't you do that? So I have this on the back of your connection card, the next step. I will schedule a time to read God's word. It's my, it, listen, this is what's kept me. The only reason I'm still here is because I've had that habit. I read God's Word when I didn't feel like it. I read God's Word when I don't get nothing out of it. I read God's Word no matter what. I'm going to read God's Word. I'm going to get up and I'm going to read God's Word. That's it. I'm going to read God's Word. It it doesn't matter if it's five minutes or 50 minutes. It doesn't matter. I'm going to get in God's Word no matter how I feel, what I'm thinking, if I feel shameful, if I feel regretful, if I feel overwhelmed, if I feel down, if I feel depressed. I'm going to get in God's Word. Amen? Because God's word is the root to help you grow. If I could give you anything to help your life stabilize, it would be read the Bible. I don't care. You say, where do I start? I don't care where you start because when you start reading the Bible, it reads you. that's That's why the world hates it. Don't you understand that? Don't, don't you understand that the battle's about the Bible? The battle's the Bible. The world hates the Bible. He wants to get rid of the Bible. Why? Because it's the only foundation of the truth. And we're finding out right now, if there is no truth, there is no society. Amen. We've got to have God's word. Oh, I got to move on. Jesus has got a lot more to say to us. Jeff said enough. Number three is eliminate the distractions. Look, he said, other, fi- other seeds fell among the thorns, which grew up and with it choked the plants. Here's what Jesus said about that. He interprets it. He said, the seed that fell among the thorns stand for those who hear. But as they go on their way, they are choked by life's what, everybody? Worries. Life's worries. Riches and pleasure. And they do not what? We got a bunch of immature people. If we keep making the same dumb mistakes over and over, we're dumb. We're choosing to be dumb. I'm not talking about you got a low IQ. I'm just talking about you making bad decisions because God's word is not in you because you've let everything else choke out God's word. When I started preaching about getting up the first thing in the morning, reading the Bible, you thought about how early you got to get up and you thought about all these things. It changes our lives. Life's worries, what are they? They're the problems and the pressures, and everybody has problems and pressures. But you can't let it choke the word out. We have, then it says riches, you know, we can become 
so consumed with making a living that we lose our life. God's word gives us life. Gives us life. Then life's pleasures. Oh, we want to do what everybody else is doing. We used to call it keeping up with the Joneses. And we found out the Joneses are miserable. Choking it out. What is a weed? Now, I'm not talking about weed. (laughs) Notice how I said that. Weed. How do I know? Because I've been hanging around some of you who told me about your past. I remember, I'm telling you more than you need to know, but I remember at a bus stop and a guy that was older than us, he'd get there, he'd smoke a little weed in the morning and and I don't know why, but he'd he'd go like that. I don't know, that's my memory of it. What is weed? In the scriptures, anything that robs you of God's Anything that robs you of your time with God is what a weed is. And the thing about it is, is that a weed, a weed grows naturally, doesn't it? Man, I don't know about you, but I, I tried like to get my yard trying to look good and, and, and the weed just pops up. Rod and I just did, a, just did a redid the shrubs in front of the house that we're in. We put down that black plastic and we did everything you're supposed to do by the book and I'd be doggone if a weed wasn't popping up. It's a devil right there. It's just a devil. (laughs) You know what weeds are? Weeds are a sign of neglect. Matter of fact, look at this picture right here. Some of you say, well, that's my yard. (laughs) You better get you a lawnmower (laughs) or some goats. (laughs) Is that your yard spiritually? Are the weeds coming up? You see, when I neglect my time with God, when I neglect reading the Bible, weeds begin to grow. And the next thing you know, my my life has been overcome with weeds and the Word of God's been choked out. And now you're making all your decisions by your feelings and not by your values. And then you end up being a train wreck and wonder what happened. It's the weeds. God's Word is spiritual Roundup. I love Roundup. I do. I'm like, man, I mean, after my yard, I start watching things pop up and little weeds, you know, the ones that grow about this tall overnight. And I'll go out there. I'm armed, baby. I got my Roundup with a little electric pump on it. The neighbor's like, what's wrong with that man? Don't mess with me. I got my my roundup. Killing them babies. And I love it when I go out there and within about the 24 hours, they brown looking like this. What happened to you? I got my roundup. Mess with me. Some of you need to take a little dose of God's word, which is roundup, and it will get rid of those weeds. You gotta, 
And therefore, you, you're being choked. And if you can't, matter of fact, you can't see straight right now because you're so choked. But if you'll just get a hold of God's Word and get in God's, and don't give up. You know, some, some of those weeds, I got to shoot two or three times before they totally go. Don't give up. Get a, get a habit every day of getting in God's Word. Amen? Don't give it up. Let me give you the last one. Jesus got a lot to say. Look at the words doing the work today. Live by God's word and with God's favor. Look what Jesus said. But the seed on the good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear what, everybody? So not just with their ears, not just what you're doing right now, but take it. They take action on what they hear. They retain it. And by what? What's that next word? By persevering, produce a good crop. In other words, they don't give up on God's word. In the storms, they don't give up on God's word. In the difficulties, they don't give up on God's word. And when things are going so good that they don't feel like they need God, they still don't give up on God's word. Amen, everybody? The Bible says this in Psalms, I love it, Psalms 1, 1 through 3. All the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners and join in with the mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, which is God's word. Meditate on it day and night. Here's what happens. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves ne- neither never wither, and they prosper in what, everybody? It's amazing how you, can't, you cannot keep a man or woman of God who's got the word of God in them down. They just keep springing up. I, man, we got this thing. I don't know what kind of plant it is, but it was going wild in the house that we, you know, this home we just moved into. I went out there and I took my ax to that root because the ground that wasn't big and that root was that big around. I went out there, took my ax to it, cut it up. And I said, you know, I'm going to burn this, but I'm going to let it dry. But there's a little fire pit behind my house. So I'm going to let it dry out. Little bitty pieces. I went out there yesterday, looked, and there's wheat. Here it comes right out. How in the world is that growing? You know, I'm like, how is that growing? And that's the way the enemy tries to do. But you grow, you produce, you, you produce good fruit all year long. There's a couple I want, to, I want you to meet. Their name is Aiden and Bella. This is their picture. They've been coming to Stockbridge Community Church for over a year now. Aiden, uh, uh, both, of those, both of these guys are from South Korea. Aiden was living in uh, California. Bella was in South Korea when she moved here to go to college. They met in college. And then, and then right after college, she moved, they had to move to Alabama uh, because of their job, getting a job. They got married and they moved to Alabama two years ago. No family, no nothing. Just the two of them. And then another job opportunity come up that brought them here to Georgia, to Henry County. She said, Pastor Jeff, she said, I want you to know that we've come here not knowing anybody, but we've always relied on God's word. And she said, you know, the economy was, was, we, it was hard for us to find a job with our broken English and everything that we, we deal with. So it was hard for, to find a job. We had to take a, a lower paying job and, and we actually had, to, had a one bedroom apartment, apartment that we, we moved into that we could afford. She said, but my husband Aiden believed in tithing. 
And he told me that, that we should always tithe and give our tithe to God. And she said, so Pastor Jeff, we started really all in tithing. And she said, I just want to tell you that because of God's people at Stockbridge Community Church making us feel so loved and, and making us feel so welcome that we feel like we have a family in Georgia. Now, even though our family is thousands of miles away, we have a family in Georgia because we built our life on God's word and with God's people. And I want you to know that I went over and dedicated a brand new house to those that, that family just had bought. They bought their first house about uh, six weeks ago and we just dedicated that house. Why? Because they lived on God's word and then when all the odds were stacked against them. No matter what part of the world you're in, God's Word works. Amen, everybody? See, that's what I want to tell you, that the Word of God that was sown unto them in South Korea did not leave them when they moved to America. Amen? It didn't leave when they, when they moved to California, Alabama, or Georgia. The Word was always working. And that's, the, that's what I want you to know, that no matter where you go and what you do, if you've got the Word of God in you, it's living and it's active. And the Bible says it's sharper than a double-edged sword. It's working. The Word of God is always working. Here the, here's the deal, here's the deal. The only way that God can soften the soil so that you can get the word is sometimes there has to be a storm. Maybe the storm you're in is because God's trying to get the word in you. Amen, everybody? Amen. When, when it's amazing how the, you can you can choose you can choose to well I'm just gonna I'm not gonna really get in the word and I'm gonna sort of quit going to church and I'm gonna stop doing all that. It's amazing as you begin to drift away how the storms begin to come. Why? Because God is trying to soften the soil so the seed can find fertile soil. Amen, everybody. Would you stand with me? I don't know about you, but God's Word has got me through so much. Amen? We're going to live by our values and not our feelings. And I just want you to know, you know, one of the things that bring us great joy is when we rejoice. You know, rejoicing is, rejoicing is remembering a time that God brought great joy into your life. When God answered the prayer, you know, that when he answered that prayer, we was like, "Woo, that's awesome. That's so much joy. But the Bible teaches us to rejoice. And that means when things are not going your way that you remember what God has done in the past and you think about that and you rejoice in that moment. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.